Hey there, I'm Michelle Saya, an Empowered Empath Mindset Coach, helping other ambitious, purpose-seeking empaths just like you unlock your innate gifts, embody your self-worth fully so you can thrive in your life and business unapologetically authentic. Every Friday, I release a guest episode interviewing individuals from all walks of life on what it means to be an empowered empath as well as redefining what success means while staying authentic to our calling. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Ella Manor. She is a healing mentor for creative spiritual entrepreneurs, helping female leaders heal from trauma so they can feel safe to create abundance in romance and finance through their feminine magic. If you're into feminine embodiment, spiritual psychology, and energy healing, you definitely don't want to miss out on today's episode. We do a deep dive on sharing our experiences, thoughts, and feelings on just about every spiritual and healing modality you can possibly think of. And we also share our spiritual awakening journeys. Whenever I speak to Ella, I always come away from our conversation tingling with high vibration, and I know you will too. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, Ella Manor, so much for coming on to The State of Being. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what got you on the path to helping people create abundance in their love and business through feminine energy? Yes. Uh, thank you so much. It's, it's really nice to be here. Um, I had a really fun time on our pre-call, so I'm excited to be back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I'll go back really, I'll go really far back to like you know, what I volunteered to kind of like the role, the family I volunteered to be born into. I believe we, you know, we choose the families and the, the paths and the situations in this life and the challenges so that we can grow and reach our soul mission, right? So I chose, I volunteered to uh, be born into a family that has gone through a lot of uh, trauma. Um, my, my big sister died at the age of six. And so my family was pretty much like in a grieving point state when I, when I came in and energetically, I took the part of, um, you know, saving everyone and sort of making them happy. And I took like this role on myself, took or was given, I'm not sure, but I mean, since I volunteered to do it on a soul level, I'll say took. Uh, not that I was obviously aware of it right at the time, but energetically, that's, that's what happens. There was like this void and I, I stepped in. And so there was that aspect of it where I, um, I guess, didn't really live for myself. I sort of lived as a certain role as someone else in a way. And I guess I always felt like I had to compensate uh, for how I, uh, I got there because there was always this part of me that believed that, um, like if she didn't die, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be alive. And so I know it's kind of heavy. And so, um, it, that sort of was the part of the created the veil of amnesia as i call it is that you know we forget like the who we are on soul level and we sort of take on the karma and the role that we chose as, as humans uh in you know so that later on we can 
you know, uh, snap out of that and sort of let go of the story and heal that story, right? And love ourselves and find, you know, the worthiness and the value. So that was kind of like the, the beginning. And so I was kind of, I'm saying this to say that I was kind of disconnected from my higher self and my higher mission uh, when, I was, when I was growing up. And as a starseed, I felt, um, I, I kind of just felt like I didn't belong anywhere and I didn't really know who I was. Um, it was kind of hard to decipher. And so what happened was, luckily, I had my art. I, I was just always making art since I can remember myself. And that really helped because, you know, when we're creating, when we're like in flow, then we are really connected, you know, with our soul and, and who we really are. So, so luckily I always had that. Um, and, and that was, that was really good. And later on, so I started painting at a, at a really young age. Um, and later on, I fell in love with photography at the age of 16 and, um, then when I moved to New York, I, um, I studied at FIT, at the Fashion Institute of Technology. I know you also lived in New York. And, um, and I started doing a lot, shooting a lot of self-portraits and uh, fashion and like beauty art, beauty photography. And so I, later on, I understood that I was basically doing phototherapy for myself with these self-portraits because you know, while I was doing it, I wasn't really aware. I was just like really drawn to doing it. Like I needed that sort of, it was very healing for me. And I, I didn't really know why, but later on I realized that I was, I was taking the traumas that my soul has experienced and the collective traumas of, of women that, you know, there are so many of them. And I was sort of like um, acting them, performing them in front of the camera uh, you know, to alchemize them in a way. So I, you know, I killed myself in a lot of different ways. <laughs> it's like, it was pretty, it was pretty dark. Like my self-portraits were pretty dark because I was, I was actually, you know, like transmuting trauma and, and dense energy into, you know, into the light, into, you know, back into love. And so that was the, the kind of like not direct way in which I was dealing with healing, uh, when I was making art. And at the same time, the fashion photography and the, the beauty photography was more like the uh, colorful, fun, fantastical. I would create like these fantastical worlds and that would kind of be, you know, the, the lighter aspect of my, my creation. And so that would, that's, that's, what, that's what I was uh, doing uh, when I was in New York and, and also when I got back, um, here and i guess about five years ago i had like this what i call an early midlife crisis and i um you know my mom got sick uh, she's okay now but at the time that kind of really stirred up like a lot of anxiety for me and um i just felt like something was wrong i felt like really restless i felt like even though i had a uh, like a beautiful, my beautiful boy at the time. And I was like married to, you know, like a good man, um, whatever that means, but no, he really is a good man. And, um, uh, you know, everything on, and, and I was, you know, I was a fashion photographer and I was successful as an artist and a fashion photographer and everything seemed fine on paper, 
but I, I wasn't fine like on the inside, you know, just like something snapped and I felt like crazy and detached and I didn't know what was wrong, but I knew something was wrong. And so that started a process of um, really digging deeper, right, into my, my family story and, and my past and, uh, and healing and, you know, doing work on an emotional level and on a physical level and on an energetic spiritual level uh, and, you know, on a, on a cognitive level and all four levels. And that's how, that's how I, you know, I, I slowly, you know, made less and less um, art, but I started creating more and more through, you know, the energetic techniques that I learned and like the, the, the energy alchemy and uh, um, the things that happen when we work beyond the veil, how, how I call it. So I guess in a way I can say that, you know, I used to create a lot of beauty outside of myself. Um, and that was something that was healing for me and healing for others. And then I sort of made the switch to creating the beauty within myself. Um, that's how I sort of, one of the ways in which I see it, um, really um, moving from working in the external to working with the internal. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes, that was so beautifully shared. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and transparent with your story. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your sister as well. I didn't know that. And at the same time, acknowledging what happened to your family, having these wounds from the grief that your family had. Oh, yeah, sure thing. I think I hear feedback from your side from my voice. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, that's totally cool. You're good. Okay. I think it's better now because my voice cool. is starting to be. Oh, it's all good. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry you were saying. Oh, you're good. Yeah. So I really appreciate you, Ella, for sharing that story because we all hold a lot of wounds and for you to transform it into beauty and light and healing energy, I think is very powerful and hearing about your background there's such a richness it's not always joyful and happy but you turn it into something that's very inspiring and something that can be very comforting for a lot of people so thank you so much for sharing that i really appreciate it thank and, you yeah and and so my next question to you on the topic of healing what is a healing mentor and what inspired you to become one Okay. Yeah. Good question. So a healing mentor, I didn't, um, I actually, I didn't really hear about it or read about it anywhere else. It sort of felt like I, you know, I, I made it up or I coined it, but then I realized I, I didn't. I'm sure other people have like thought of it before and it wasn't my invention, but for me in my world, um, I, I came up with it after, you know, there's always, um, this attempt to define ourselves, right? We always try to define our identity or our profession um, because, you know, we use words, we need other people to understand what we're doing. It's not that easy, right, to define ourselves. And also, I don't like, I don't, I don't really like definitions, but I, I really um, uh, love words and I do um, spend time finding the right words and wanting to use the right words. So, so a healing mentor is basically uh, somebody that has gone through an intensive, deep 
healing process on a personal level and on a collective level. That's how I, that's how I define it. And that's why I define, you know, myself, um, as, as that. So, um, yeah. And the reason why, um, I like this sort of, you know, title, if you will, is because healing is not something a person or, or an entity or whomever can do to someone else. Healing is something that we have to allow and, you know, agree to and sort of, you know, healing is just remembering our wholeness. It's already there. Like our body knows how to heal, heal itself and our soul knows how to heal itself. Um, so the reason why I like healing mentor is because, you know, the mentor part means that, you know, I teach others how to heal themselves. They're not passive. You know, they learn how to, how, they learn, they, they uh, allow, you know, the healing and they create the healing and I only support and facilitate and, you know, and teach them how. So that's, you know, that's kind of like why I got to that um, uh, title and, and that's the reason why I like it better, you know, than only healer or, or coach or mentor or spiritual guide or, you know, there's so many things, but that's, that's sort of why I, yeah, I like it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. And for people that are on the journey of healing, why do you think people are afraid to fully embrace their divine femininity and what they define as sacred and really diving into the spiritual aspects of themselves? Yes. Okay. That is really easy for me to, <laughs> to answer. Um, it's, it's really simple. I mean, it's, it's already been um, known that around 9 million women and some men have been, you know, persecuted and tortured and killed, you know, in the, between the 1300s and, and the 1600s for basically um, being connected to their intuition, uh, for knowing that they are a part of nature and nature is a part of them, for using their spiritual gifts, for um, uh, just expressing their voices, for healing, you know, using their healing abilities, for all these things that are, you know, that are sacred and, um, um, you know, very real and that everyone has on a certain level, whether they're aware of it and they're using it or not. And so there has been, you know, so much suffering and terror and uh, pain inflicted on, um, on so many people for so many uh, generations that it's, uh, it's in our cells, it's in our body's, you know, nervous system and DNA that it's dangerous, that it's dangerous to um, speak strong. And, Again, this is mostly for women, right? This is some men have that too, because also you know we reincarnate as women, and then we reincarnate as men. Is like, and pretty much gender is not like, you know, it's not like a, it's not really a thing. <laughs> but um, but a lot of women I find, you know, I, I work with women, and a lot of women I find have a really deep um, uh, fear of really coming out of the spiritual closet, so to speak, or uh, just having a strong opinion and expressing it about something or, you know, honing in on their, on their magic and their spiritual gifts. Um, and, you know, and 
using their intuition and the things that they know without you know being able to explain it in a in a cognitive linear fashion right and so it makes total sense because there is so much trauma around um uh being connected to our intuition and being connected to our sacredness and our spirituality that um, it's even though it is uh, safe now to do that, uh, I know it, it still it doesn't always feel safe. <laughs> I really, I believe, I believe that it is. Like it doesn't feel safe to our nervous system. It doesn't feel safe to our uh, pain bodies, right? Um, and that's the healing that we're doing. That's the, that's you know that's the collective rising of the feminine that we're seeing around the world. This is what's happening now. You know, it's after so many you know, after thousands of years of, you know, um, patriarchy basically being, you know, the main uh, uh, force, uh, you know, ruling over what's, what's going on and the feminine uh, and, and having directed so much, um, you know, hatred really uh, towards the feminine, towards anything that is feminine. So, yeah, that's, that's why it's very, you know, it's like very clear to me, uh, you know, some people call it the witch wound and some people call it, uh, I, I just call it the feminine wound. Um, and, you know, there's, there's so many different ways of, uh, of defining it, but really what it is, is um, individual traumas of past lives or uh, our ancestors' traumas that we inherit. You know, it's, it's um, scientifically proven that we inherit our family's traumas, you know, at least a couple of generations back. And the collective trauma as well. And it's very, you know, it's very sad. And if you sort of go into it um, uh, and read about it, it's, I personally can't even go in and, and read it like the details, you know, I just... I completely like lose it. <laughs> I lose it. And, and so I don't, I, you know, I, I really get, I get really triggered. And so I, I try to like, I, you know, it's knowing it is enough for me and sort of seeing it in the day to day, you know, the repercussions is enough for me. Um, yeah. So I, I don't sort of go in and, and research too much about it, but you know, there's like uh, the, there's a lot of books now, you know, there's Lisa Lister who wrote which, and there's a lot of books that really, um, explain exactly the things that happen in the whole the horror you know so mm -hmm. so it makes sense that so many women and people are are afraid but you know uh, there's a big awakening happening and you know and, and happily a lot of a lot of women are stepping into their you know their gifts and their spirituality and their power uh, and their sovereignty and their wisdom and their voices and that's that's what we need uh, to you know to balance and heal you know the 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 ourselves and also the planet and also nature she yeah. needs us yeah everything that you said hits so so close to home and especially talking about you know the witch wound coming out of the spiritual closet these are all terms that has a very personal touch in my own yeah. life and when we talk about reincarnation and past lives these are subjects that I know a lot of people in my like closest friends and families, they don't necessarily believe in it, but I do. So you and I were kind of on the same wavelength as that. And when I first started out my awakening process, kind of going through the dark night of the soul, mm -hmm. I would get nightmares and flashbacks of oh, past wow. lifetimes where I would be spiritually persecuted, where I would have wow. to be put to death. And then I was... I would experience flashes um, and sometimes daytime hallucinations like many years ago where 
I would be the abuser. I would be the one, the man in power, persecuting those that have wow. used their Ooh. intuition. Wow. And in this lifetime, so I'm also a birth chart reader, and I was diving deep into my purpose and past lifetimes and like, what's my assigned wound? And yeah. one thing that I've recently discovered this year, because I've just been diving super deep, is like, in this lifetime, Michelle, like, you need to overcome your spiritual persecution of self. Like, do not be ashamed to show up and step yeah. into your spiritual power and don't persecute yourself because lifetime after lifetime, you're either persecuting, you're being persecuted. There's yeah. a lot of trauma there and you need yeah. to step into the limelight. And so in these daily waking moments, I'm being constantly triggered by patterns. And I know, just like you said, we've, given ourselves permission to come into this lifetime, be assigned to the family that we have and go through certain events that we have. And we have this amnesia and we have to yeah. go through this discovery process. And I'm totally yeah. with you on that. I feel that on a deep soul mm. level. And so when these situations come about where I'm put in a position where I'm being felt, when I'm feeling the spiritual persecution happening or feeling mm -hmm. rejected or abandoned or people judged. no longer or judged, I still experience that to this day when I try to talk about these subjects. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. although like com the community, the spiritual community, we're becoming more and more expansive and more open-minded and really using our intuition and really seeing it as a gift. Man, it's been a journey <laughs> to arrive to this yeah. point. This paradigm shift, Ella, is just, it's, it's an emotional journey. It's heavy. Absolutely. It's heavy. Yeah. There's so much like darkness to, yeah. you know, to alchemize. Thank you for sharing that also. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I didn't know that. And I'm, I'm so glad that you're, you know, you're, you're finally able to, you know, to talk about it, um, yeah. embody that. And it's also amazing that you were able to see that you were on both sides of that, because on a spiritual level, this is that, this is what happens. We're always yeah. on both sides because we're like everything, everything is a reflection of, of what's yeah. inside of us, right? Like, yeah. you know, we chose to be in these um meat meat suits someone just said <laughs> and I was laughing um to in order to be able to experience the contrast to our divinity because how are we going to experience our divinity if we don't have like a contrast to that right that's why we sort of agreed for this crazy third dimension <laughs> um which sometimes I like mm, did I really sign up for that it's impossible now <laughs> That that happens to a lot of star seeds. You know, we have yeah. we have a hard time being being like caged in this body. It's not it's not uh, a lot of the times it's not a fun experience for us. It's not easy. So yeah. yeah, so I'm so happy to hear that you you were able to have the courage, you know, to that you were ready and you had the courage to alchemize that, you know, and be able to sort of hold that and you know, not let it define you. Because a lot of the times when we discover the things we did in past lives on a human <laughs> level, it's really, it really shakes us up. It's oh, really yeah. hard to hold. I mean, yeah. I, I also had experiences like that. And <laughs> in the beginning, it was really hard to hold because we're used to as humans and the patriarchal, you know, paradigm was to judge something as, as good or bad, right? to find who's at fault 
you know, what's good, what's bad, who's to blame if something bad happens. And so we have this tendency to just like, you know, judge. So if you discover you were like, you, you know, you know, you did this thing that you judge is wrong, then you'll be like, oh, you'll judge yourself and you'll feel bad. But on a spiritual level, there is no right and wrong. There is just like what needs to happen in order to co go back to source. Yeah. You know, so well said. Thank you for sharing that. And I feel so safe being able to be really spiritually intimate with you. It's not easy to come by. So I really appreciate the safety and the comfort you provide and energy and talking. Yeah. And talking about, you know, safety and comfort. And there's definitely this emotional sensitivity, this energetic vibration that I feel from you. So when it comes to the term empath, how would you best define it? And what does that mean to you being an empath? Yeah. So, so, being an empath is for me it's it's simply having certain sensibilities and heightened awareness to certain things um it means you know like a person knows on a molecular level what a certain person plant or animal you know whatever it is need for their well-being right from within you know it from within yourself right it's not something you learned in school or or read in a book or you know or or like studied it's something that's like embedded in you because um it's a it's a soul like it's a soul um uh what's the word i forget what it's called it's like a it's not a soul lesson because a soul lesson is something else is like the things we sort of have to go through <laughs> to learn but it's like the the soul education right that you that you came with so when we, um, when we, uh, on our spiritual like journey as souls, we, we go through, we, it's kind of like we go through here, we go through university and we do a master's in biology or whatever. We also go through that, through that, at, not in universities, but we also go through that and get like these, you know, degrees. It's also actually called master, which is kind of funny, master of la la la. And so, um, yeah, so for example, I'm a, I'm a plant empath and I'm an animal empath. And this can come up in, in a lot of different ways. It doesn't mean that I um, am super close and sensitive to all plants or to all animals. You have specific plants or animals that you're mm -hmm. sensitive to and you have sort of uh, known to a very, very deep, deep um, molecular cellular level. So, so that's, it, it, that's what it means to me. It's just like really having uh, sense, very specific sensibilities, very delicate, uh, gentle, specific, deep knowledge of, you know, a certain uh, consciousness, let's call it, right? Mm -hmm. Because like an, an, certain animals, they just have, or certain plants or trees or, or the earth, it's just different consciousnesses, mm -hmm. right? That we uh that we know really well on a soul level and we bring with us mm. when we when we incarnate does that make sense yeah it's almost like the spiritual fluency that you have when you come to this earth and yeah there's this like some in some ways it's kind of like the volume has been turned up when it comes to yeah. the connection that we have with certain things like some people yeah. are more connected with the feelings of what animals are feeling or the pain and the joys. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so. Exactly. And I, it can, yeah. and, mm -hmm, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, continue. 
was just about to say that it can uh, manifest in very, very different ways to different people. So you can have a lot of people who are planned empaths, but their gift will be, uh, you know, like demonstrated or best illustrated in a certain way. So like somebody can be really amazing with spices and how to cook with them or how to create medicine with them. But someone else will be really good with growing, you know, I don't know, avocado trees. I'm just making things up. So, so they, they come on in very, 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 very different ways. Like in the same way that each one of us has a very unique set of, you know, talents and gifts and la la la. It's -hmm. the same, like, you know, with being an empath, certain empath. Yeah. And what is your personal empath superpower and how has that impacted both your life and your business? <laughs> well, um, I, I, when I did, I, I did like a professional reading of the Akashic records uh, mm. a, a little while back to really know more about, uh, you know, about my soul and my soul journey and my gifts and, and lessons and mission and all this. And so uh, I actually have a few a few things going on, and um, um, so I, I did discover that, that that I was a plant empath and an animal empath, but I also discovered that I have like uh, a deep um, knowledge and comprehension of um, what's going on in in a human body. Mm in order to create healing, like, like on an energetic level, what happens uh, and how to, you know, sort of like transmute and alchemize uh, the, the whatever, you know, darkness or block or trauma or what, however we define it into, you know, back into wholeness and back into, into healing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's, uh, and, and so I, I, you know, I received that in the, in the, in the reading, but I, but I, it was at the same time where I was discovering it for myself in real life. Right. So for example, okay. For example, like I, I'll get practical and specific because sometimes the things we talk about could sound kind of bad <laughs> to people who, who don't, you know, who are not in this world. It's like, huh, energy and feeling it. What? what what is it so so i'll just give you like a really practical example so so i started noticing when i started working with people and and you know studying and mastering my gifts that i can um see or feel uh, it's kind of both um or no um where in some in the person who's in front of me where in someone's body they their energy is stuck mm-hmm where their pain like resides in their physical body, mm-hmm. right? So I could, I'll see that. It's not like a, it's not a visual seeing. I don't see it. It's like, but it is, it's, it's kind of weird. It's like a combination mm-hmm. of uh, clear, you know, clear sentient and clear cognizance and clairvoyance. It's, like, it's kind of like this, this mm-hmm. my unique combination. So I'll be able to sense or, or see or know, however we will define it. Um, uh, where it is. So this is great because this is the starting point, right? Like this is the place where, you know, we start to unravel, unravel the thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but most of the time I won't tell a person where it is. I'll let them say it, right? I'll let them, because again, I, I want the person to be active in their own healing and learn how to heal themselves and not me just doing something on them and they're passive. 
but I have the, you know, I have the ability to see that, which is, it's, it's, it's helpful when you, when you're helping people, obviously, uh, to, to heal and to move, to move energy in their bodies. Um, and so, okay, so now I'm going to go a little bit deeper into yeah. my, my gift, uh, there, there. So, once I have, once I know where it is, and once I have also the, you know, the permission of the person, obviously, and um, their acknowledgement of, you know, they have to feel, they have to feel it and sort of uh, recognize and know that it's there, then I can, you know, dive with them sort of, you know, beyond the veil and on an energetic level, see what this block or this pain um, what is it represented by? Because what I have found is that if we have something, you know, that's painful physically or emotionally and a place in our body that we have stuck energy because of it, then it is because of an unresolved trauma from that could be in a past life. It could be in an alter, you know, in a, in another dimension in the now moment um and yeah and so i can just go in with that person in in the present moment and ask to see that aspect of themselves and communicate mm -hmm. with that aspect of themselves so then you know i can see this aspect and it could be really them in another lifetime it could be them in in a, in a, mm -hmm. in a parallel universe and then, you know, that's where the magic starts happening because there's always a gift. There's always a treasure or a diamond or, you know, however you want to define it. There's always a gift inside our fears and our traumas and our pain. And all we have to do is ask for it. Mm -hmm. So I help the person just ask for, you know, ask for the gift. And of course, first they have to, they have to agree to feel it, right? They have to agree to feel it, not resist it and have compassion for themselves there and acceptance and forgiveness and all these things. And so I help them do that. And then I help them receive the gift that this, um, you know, that this pain or stuckness or trauma holds for them. And then, you know, if, when they're willing to, when they accept the gift, then I, you know, I guide them and I do it with them. And I just like um, do my, my sort of technique of working with light to, um yeah to alchemize the energy back to light and you know i take it up to the angelic realms and and when it's cleansed it comes back and then a lot of the times it comes back um it gives them back uh some of their power that they had lost because you know when you have this kind of stuck energy anywhere in your energy body um it means that you had like an energy leak a constant mm -hmm. like energy leak a power leak and so you were like weaker in a way and you, you were less like yourself. Mm -hmm. So this brings back, uh, like it's called, uh, some people call it like um, soul, soul pieces, like retrieval. It's like a soul piece retrieval. Mm -hmm. And so this brings back the piece of their soul that was kind of stuck in another timeline or another dimension or another life because of the trauma. And so this is then healed and, and comes back to them. And so this is my specific, very specific process. I love it. 
that I do and I love doing and I have no idea if you ask me how on earth (laughs) I know how to do this I don't know it's well I didn't learn it from earth that's for sure (laughs) that's super I've never heard of that superpower specifically (laughs) before it's interesting because a lot of the fundamentals that you shared I had this Japanese Reiki teacher she, uh, she also talks about energy leaks that happen. You can kind of energetically scan a body. Yeah. And she makes us do this exercise where we put our hands close together and we train our mind and our mm-hmm. uh, energy to witness vibrations, kind of like a rubber mm-hmm. band, like a string of rubber band, the space mm-hmm. between your two hands and to practice. It's almost like this form of chi um, yeah. and use that to scan yeah energy after uh, asking for permission it's just so fascinating um energy healing work yeah and i love i love the way you've made it into something that's so signatured in you and your personality and the way you heal others i think it's just so cool and i probably need your recommendation you mentioned that you did an Akashic reading, Akashic reading. I've always yes. wanted one. I've been looking for I someone. I highly recommend, I highly recommend doing it, you know, with yeah. someone really professional, obviously. Um, I'll tell you, I did mine through Anna Sice or Anna Sace. I, okay. Um, and so she's a, she's a really well-known, um, you know, she's a really well-known um, uh, guide and teacher for empaths. Mm. And she has, uh, she has a really lovely lady called Shelly who does the, the Akashic Record readings. And I, cool. I did it with her. And yeah, so sometimes they're like fully booked and sometimes they reopen it. But um, um, they do a really good job. So I, I recommend. Uh, yeah. I'll leave yeah. that in the show notes as well for those that are interested in getting a reading. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so my next question to you is, what advice would you give to empaths that want to discover and develop their own intuitive superpower and gifts, if you will? Yeah, so definitely, you know, definitely find the mentors and spiritual guides that will lead the way, that you resonate with, that will lead the way, because we're not going to all resonate with the same people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And energetically, when we open ourselves up, we reach the people, you know, that that are right for us when we sort of feel like, oh, yes, this feels like good, this feels like home, this feels like exciting, this feels safe, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. And and definitely, you know, like do the, do the necessary healing work um, because without the healing, we can't, we can't really thrive and we can't really prosper because it's always going to hold us back if we don't like deal with it, right? Yeah. Like with anything else that you don't deal with that's sort of like in the way. Um, and definitely discover more about your soul origin and your soul lessons and your soul mission, which is exactly what we were just talking about. Get a professional, uh, you know, reading into your Akashic records, um, get to know your spiritual guides, your angels, the cosmic support that you have, whether it's ancestors, whether it's, uh, other, you know, beings that are really meant to serve you on your path. We have a lot of cosmic support. Mm-hmm. which we are not aware of most of the time. I mean, I wasn't aware of my, my support for the majority of my life. And I only, you know, discovered it in the last couple of years or so. And mm-hmm. it, it's been a completely different experience ever since then, you know, cause you're suddenly you're like, you're not alone anymore. You actually ask for help and you just get it. It's, it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So, so, you know, so that's really important. And, 
you know, learn the things you're, you're attracted to, guided meditation, uh, guided imagination, I mean, meditation, uh, different energy healing modalities, um, mm. you know, just try different things and see what, what you know, what lights you up. Um, yeah, I mean, depending on if you're an earth soul or a star seed and, and what, you know, what's the origin of your soul is also going to be, you know, you'll be attracted to different things. Um, mm. So, um, yeah, does that yeah. answer? Yeah, absolutely. I love that response. And what do you find is missing in existing programs for empaths, people that are highly sensitive, that want to up-level and grow in their business and their love life? Now that we're getting into love as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you asked that, really, because it's been top of mind to me, like, really recently. Um, because, you know, what I'm seeing in all the like business or marketing programs or masterminds, you know, that I'm seeing or that I'm invited to is, you know, obviously there's strategy, obviously there's mindset there, you know, and sometimes there's even some work with the body and, and the emotions, but there is no energy alchemy. <laughs> and like without, without that, um, you can't really transform your life and change because everything is made of energy. We're made of energy. Mm -hmm. So we can't like ignore that aspect of ourselves. It's actually the most important aspect of, of, you know, of, of the work, the work we do, um, you know, and what ends up happening in these like group settings and, and, and sessions, uh, whether it's like a weekly meeting or whatever, what ends up happening is that the person um, uh, you know, doing it, managing it, the mentor or the coach, they, you know, they sit there and they give you like a presentation or a lecture about something. And it's like, why? You could have recorded a video and sent it to me and I would have watched it. Like, why would you like waste your presence with me right mm -hmm. now in just doing something that you could have done with not, not live, like with me. So like, because you know, what we need from people is their heart, like their open heart. Like we need them to listen to us with an open heart. We need them to love and accept us where, meet us where we are, mm -hmm. right? In the present moment. If they're coming with a specific agenda already mm -hmm. in their head with like this linear plan or the structure, and this is what I'm going to do like in two months, mm -hmm. which is not related to where you are. Like yeah. we need to meet us meet our hearts heart to heart where we are that's that's healing and this is what transforms because i mean at the end of the day you can do all the things have all the strategy know all the mindset read all read all the books do all the things but if you do not learn you know to alchemize your energy like to transform your fear into passion and mm -hmm. you know to to you know take the lower vibrating things that are going on feelings and emotions and energies and you know and, and alchemize them into a higher vibrating energy you're not going to be able to do to do all those things because your energy is going to be low you're going to mm -hmm. be either scared or confused or overwhelmed or you know or anxious or or all the things that happen to yeah. to all the beautiful sensitive creative souls like that's what ends up happening because we don't get what we need mm. <laughs> you know? 
we need healing. Like we need, uh, we need that energetic alchemy. We need to be seen and loved and accepted for where exactly where we are. Right. Mm. That's, that's the only thing that sort of, you know, liberates us from, um, from this, you know, being the hamster on the wheel. That's sort of like chasing the external things and is always, it's yeah. never satisfied because it's always, it always wants more and, you know, it takes a few steps back, but then it kind of stays in the same place. And mm. so, so that's what I'm seeing uh, every time, every, really everything I participate in, I'm just like, oh, and, and look, the thing is, you know, I'm not saying like, this is like, as a, as a, like a judgmental thing, like, you know, their intentions are well, right. And they're doing the best that they can and they're giving what they think is their gift to give, but that is not their gift. Like they have a deeper gift in their heart mm -hmm. and that's what they need to tap into. But a lot of people don't know that. Like they don't know they have like healing capabilities and capacity and they don't know that they can hold a compassionate and loving space. You know, they're kind of like afraid of it or, you know, they're kind of like, oh, that's not me. That's not what I do. But, mm -hmm. but that's what people need, you know? in my, you know, in my humble opinion, that's, that's definitely what I need. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's for myself. And, and I believe that a lot of, you know, a lot of other people need that too. You know, mm -hmm. that's why I, you know, that's why I created like this new, um, you know, mastermind because that I want to be able to give, you know, women that, you know, that want to, you know, heal and release their money and love blocks and, and let abundance in. I, I want to be able to give them what they need, like the personal uh, mm -hmm. attention and, 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 you know, and, and energy shifts that they need in the moment, you know, mm -hmm. see them, see them and be with them in the moment. It's so, it's so rare, you know, these days, mm -hmm. but this is the medicine that we need. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I'm and really about yeah. it <laughs> yeah no you're very passionate about it and so the mastermind that you're talking about is that your signature method the soul key technology um so not exactly so the soul okay. key technology is is the you know the technology uh, i i use that i've created which goes through all you know all the different mm. things that i do right so um this the soul key technology is basically me bringing in all that I've learned and, you know, and experienced and found to be, you know, useful and helpful in all the four levels of healing that everyone mm -hmm. needs. Because again, you know, you can go and work on the mindset, that's great. And you can go and work on your body with like yoga or, you know, or mm -hmm. nutrition or, you know, whatever it is. And uh, you can go and work on the emotional processes, right? And, mm -hmm. And that's great, but but if you don't work on all four levels, which is you know the mind, the heart, the body, and the spirit, the soul, then something's going to be missing, and you're not mm -hmm. going to be able to create a lasting change. Mm -hmm. You might be able to create some changes, right? Um, but they're not going to last. They're mm -hmm. going to fizzle out in either a few weeks or a few months. And that's frustrating, right? Because you don't want to invest your time and your money and your energy in something that, you know, doesn't stay with you. That's not mm -hmm. the point. That's not, you, you really want to like, uh, you know, transform into something that lasts, that you can count on, that you can trust, that you can sort of rest into and know this is like the new, you know, this is the new normal. 
So, so the salt key technology is basically uh, made of, you know, these four aspects, uh, which is like the body key, the mind key, the heart key, and the soul key. Um, and so each one of these, uh, you know, attend to the parts of that aspect of our humanity that we need. Um, my, my signature program is called Be Your Own Hero which mm-hmm. is where I, you know, I, I teach that and I, I, I give, um, you know, all that's needed on all those four levels uh, in, in a combination. And there's a combination of some one-on-one and some, um, uh, some of the materials and support that you get in between the sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the new um, group uh, mastermind that, that I'm, you know, that I'm, that I'm creating uh, which is called um, Lady Bliss Money Love. Mastermind. I love that name. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is uh, it's something I'm really excited about because you know I haven't seen that. Like I haven't seen that anyone else do it before, and I really feel like that's what's needed. You know, so um, you know, so it's a relatively small and intimate group, um, and you know, it's obviously women. And, you know, we get to, I get to be there for them and with them, uh, not just sitting there and teaching them things, which mm. I need to do because I will send them the things that they need to learn in videos and, you know, in, in, in other ways. Uh, but just like really being with, their, with them, alchemizing the things that they need to alchemize in the moment, you mm. know, like what, what fear is coming up for you now? Let's, let's shift that. What, you know, what's, what block is coming for you now? Let's shift it. So it's more, you know, it's more spiritual in a way, but it's also more practical in a way because that's the stuff that really creates, that's the stuff that really creates the movement and like the changes, you know, changes can happen really quickly when that uh, alignment with your soul happens, you know, when you're Mm -hmm. like aligned and you're not doing things that mm, you're not like highly excited about, right? Mm -hmm. If you're like, you know, doing, you know, so many people, they, they take these programs because they think if I just have the right strategy, if I have the right funnel, if I have the right marketing, if I have the right content, if I, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be able to make it. And no, <laughs> that's not it. That's not the solution. One method um, or, you know, or business model or strategy or whatever that worked for someone, it worked for them. Mm-hmm. You are not them. It's not yeah. going to you just because it worked for someone else you are a completely different being with different needs different desires different traumas different you know different you you need to create what's right for you exactly for you custom made for you um yeah that's i i think so many you know entrepreneurs and you know and women entrepreneurs and people in general are frustrated and not only for businesses, also for love. Like, you know, you go, you go if you want love and you want a relationship and you go and you try like all these different things and strategies and ways to, to be and look and act and whatnot. But like, again, this is something that has worked for a very specific person that has a very, you know, unique, path set of lessons and karma and trauma and and family and past like it's so different than you why would it like work it's not there's no cookie cutter like we're, we're all different right yeah um, 
I'm not saying we can learn from other people's experience. Obviously, you know, we can learn, we can take inspiration and learn from it, mm. but we, we have to, you know, create our own, like know ourselves exactly like mm. who we are really, really deeply in order to be able to create those, those shifts. There's no, you know, there's no shortcut in that. It's so fascinating that you see it this way because in a very practical way, what I notice, because I, I do help some clients with business strategies. And mm. before I created cool. my own, yeah, before I went into the spiritual realm, I've had a lot of like prospects come in or people that want to be clients when it comes to just strictly growing their revenue, growing their business, or even like friends, mm. you know, friends mm. in the entrepreneurial space, they consult with me like build, I want to build my e-commerce. I want to build my coaching uh, practice. And mm -hmm. some of the common things I noticed that I'm hearing with what you're saying, and I completely agree with you 100% is like, there's all of these strategies and it's not that there's something wrong with the strategy. Mm. They don't have the courage and they haven't done the self work to follow through with themselves. So even if you give them the best strategies that somebody might pay tens and hundreds and thousands of dollars for, because some people mm. do, the reason why you can give the same strategy to two completely different people and give them the same amount of money and one person might succeed and one person might fail is because the other person did the alignment and the soul work and the limiting beliefs and all of the shifts and they've embodied their higher self to be able exactly. to reach that goal. Like there's clarity there deep down in the soul and to another person Let's say they have a copywriting exercise, like the strategy is you need to write a sales page, but they don't know themselves. So whatever they write, they don't believe it. They're not even convinced by their own sales letter. So because yeah. of that, it just fall apart. And so I completely agree with you 100%. And thank you so much for, you know, offering this program. I think it's like so deeply needed. And I love how you covered you. also <laughs> both love as well. Yeah, I was just about what you yeah. just said reminded me of something that I, you know, is really like deeply, I really deeply embody it in, 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 in what I teach and, and also for me and what I do, because obviously we always have to, you know, to sort of embody the, the, the things that we, we teach. And um, so it reminded me of how, you know, the aspect of masculine and feminine energies, which, you know, are, are, are really like a big part of what I do. Um, how they sort of play into play into that alignment that we create when we want to open up to abundance, you know, whether it's love and money, because, you know, there's an energetic thread, right. Mm -hmm. That connects uh, love and money, the people who have love and money blocks or, or, or not the blocks, but there's an energetic thread that goes through. Um, and what I, what I see is, is happening and you reminded me when you said you know when you get aligned with your higher self is that people when they're they have a wounded feminine and or a wounded masculine and they act from that place that oh, is yeah. why they can that is what that is the, like the problem that is why they you know they really struggle you know with creating or, or seeing or receiving or opening up to the abundance in their life whether it's money or love because <laughs> the, the, the wounded feminine and the wounded masculine are not going to let you have those things because for, because for them it's dangerous, right? They want to protect you in their own way, right? Obviously they're not, 
really doing a good job, but that's what they think they're doing, right? And so when we can heal, when we can, first of all, give, you know, know them, give them space, see how they show up, and then you know, give them love and give them compassion and, and heal them, then we can sort of you know, upgrade and, and use our sacred feminine and sacred mm-hmm. masculine and create a sacred wedding between them. And once we create that sacred wedding, then, you know, we're fully aligned to, you know, to be able to have that consistency and integrity and discipline and structure and strategy and all all the masculine stuff on on Mm -hmm. the side of the masculine, but also have the joy and the pleasure and the fun and the experience and the energy of the, of the feminine, right? Cause we need, we need them both to work together. And for so many people, they just, they don't, they're not working together. You know, they're not working together. And also the, they're not even reaching the higher parts because they're in the wounded parts. They're working mm-hmm. for the wounded parts. So yeah, I just had to sort of talk about it because it's such a yeah. big, uh, it's such a, it's such a huge um, topic. I, you know, it's so important to sort of, realize we have these different aspects of ourselves and you know and and actually you know making money you know how we've always sort of believed it was a masculine thing right because men make more used to make more money kind of still do and so we always thought it was a masculine thing but actually no energetically making money is feminine because Mm -hmm. the feminine receives right ah there we go yes i love that feminine receives Um, and, but, you know, in order for the feminine to feel safe and grounded, you know, and in pleasure to receive, right. She needs the masculine to do what the masculine does, which is create the safety, the structure, the integrity, Mm -hmm. the, the, right. So, yeah. Oh my God. I love this. I love this. I feel like we need a follow-up episode just so we can talk about wounded masculine feminine, sacred empowered masculine feminine in the context of both love and money specifically because mm-hmm. uh, like you have I have so many people that I know where their wounded masculine feminine feminine shows up in full force whenever mm. they're going on dates and they come back and they're so upset. And I, I'm just kind of trying to hold up that mirror and I'm like, girl, what do you see? (laughs) Like, what do you see? Because it's so difficult. It's so difficult to tend to our own wounds and really look at it very honestly. It's so painful, but oh man, you're preaching to the choir. Like I agree with everything, (laughs) everything you're saying. Oh man. So my biggest last question to you is, And I know you kind of touched upon this because everything you're doing right now, energetically, as I'm talking to you and I'm just receiving, being in a state of receiving is like, you're doing everything that is kind of aligned with your soul. And so I so appreciate that. And you set such a good example for other people to really step into their purpose. But to kind of, yeah, but to kind of sum this up, what do you feel like you're meant to do in this lifetime and why? (laughs) <laughs> big question it's a big yeah. question yeah no believe me i've been uh asking and answering that question for a while so i have no problem answering it awesome. so i uh i have a double mission i i'm a star seed and and all star seeds really have a double mission uh so one is to heal 
myself from the traumas and you know the karma that I suffered from uh, through self-love, through you know healing my wounded feminine and masculine, um, and really creating that sacred wedding between the sacred feminine and masculine, like we just spoke about, and 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 through spiritual sexuality as well, and, and mm-hmm. you know and being able to be in pleasure, you know because women, myself, and a lot of women have um, what I call sort of like, I, I call it happiness trauma, right? Mm-hmm. There's a trauma around, around being happy, really, and, and in pleasure, which happens to us uh, in childhood in, in many different ways. And, you know, for women who have been uh, sexually abused or emotionally abused, really, that's apparent. And in that, um, and then it's hard to be, to be in pleasure, right? And so there's that all in an event and I have an abandonment wound. So there's healing for that. There's a lot of things for me on a, on a individual level to heal. And then, and then there's all the, the collective, my collective mission, right. Mm -hmm. Is to, is to help women heal from their emotional and sexual traumas. Right. So they can feel safe to be the wild, creative, sensual beings that they are which allows them to open up to receiving all the abundance in the form of love, money, cosmic support that they deserve. And that is really available for them. It's their birthright. It's, it's, you know, it's what we're here for. So that's my, my double mission. It's like, it's on, on, on the collective level and on the, the personal level. Beautiful, beautiful, Ella. And where can people find you? What, if they want to get started on the journey of finding themselves and being aligned with their soul, how can they best work with you? Yes. So they can go to my website, which is www.ellamanner.com slash work with me if, if they want to, to explore the different ways. And it's also possible to sign up for my healing, uh, healing vibes newsletter, which is also, um, I think I sent you the link. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am on Instagram as Ella Mannerland and I'm on Facebook as Ella Mannerland. And so those are a few different ways to, to get in touch and see, see what's Beautiful. going on. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm going to also include all the links in the show notes so you can find her and show her some love and support. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much, Ella, for being on the show. I so appreciate you and all the work that you're doing. You're just so full of light. Like I feel so in such a high vibration every single time I talk to you. I'm in your presence. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I've had, it's been such a, really such a healing and inspiring and and pleasurable experience for me. Hey there. Have you ever been curious on what type of empath you are? Well, you're in luck. I created a quiz where you can discover what your empowered empath archetype is. After working with empaths from all over the world, I wanted to develop a framework to help you step courageously and aligned in your calling. Too many of us are walking around with gifts misconstrued as weakness. It's time to put a stop to that. Uncover and cultivate the intuitive gifts you were born with. Link to the quiz is in the show notes or visit michellesayit.com. See you on the other side.